What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. This is Mike Mondo. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the Ford Brett Titus. This is the king of old school, Steve Frito. The ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cast at ROHWorld.com? Stay tuned, wankers, or I'll give you the power of London. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to episode 66 of ROH Cast. My name's Harry, I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com and on this uh, fantastic episode of ROH Cast I'm here with the man simply known as Podcast's Worst Nightmare, John. I am glad to be back on this show. You you had uh, a few weeks of disappearance, we, we received an email, a statement from people who claim to have held you hostage. Yes, you did, no you get the, did, did you recognize the email address? Because I have no idea where I was. No, it was a very, it looks like it was a fake hoax account created just for that statement. But can you, do you know anything what happened to you? Where, where were you? Who, who were these attackers? I don't remember anything. I, the only thing I really remember is waking up with a blindfold on, wearing nothing but a life jacket, and a conveniently placed sock. And all I heard was somebody telling me it's gut check time. And I heard a lot of toots, and now my lips are so chapped, and my <laughs> mouth is just dry. I don't understand it. Well, hopefully uh, it won't happen again. So um... <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be against it happening again. It was actually quite a pleasant time. <laughs> they fed me well. Um, we'll get on with our usual show now. Every week we start off by talking about the latest Ring of Honor on SBG TV show. Um, this week began with, uh, well... I remember there was an episode of ROH Cast a few weeks ago where it was you and Steven, and you probably talked about the headbangers for about 90% of the show. And so, I could talk about the headbangers for about 90% of my life, and that would still not be enough talk about... what I can't even remember their names right now. <laughs> <laughs> I must have said Axe and Smash, but that's that's Demolition. Yeah. Um, Thrasher is their names. There we go. Real men well, wear skirts, apparently. So um, they faced the Briscoes for the third time fourth time no this is the first time the headbangers have faced the briscoes oh okay okay the he- yes for the first time ever the headbangers wrestled the briscoes and they were, were defeated after uh jay used a, a roll up on uh mosh i believe to pick up the win so um yeah another headbangers match what was the point of this the Briscoes have already beaten them two or three times already in much more decisive fashion than just a roll-up. Mm. I don't understand why the Headbangers had to... Or, I don't understand why the Briscoes had to beat the Headbangers again. I guess it just fills time and before final battle, but I, I just don't see the point. And it's not like this match was any good. It's the Headbangers in 2012. <laughs> they weren't that good in 1997. What makes you think 15 years later they'd be worth watching? What I found funny was that um, in the tale of the tape, Kevin Kelly was talking about the 20 years experience of the Headbangers, but the graphics said they've been together 16 years. So um, Yeah, they, well, <laughs> they constantly get those graphics and Kevin Kelly's commentary mixed up. It seems like they would just wait to listen to us, hear what Kevin Kelly says before making the graphic. <laughs> and then match it up like that because it's not like this is live and that's they can't fix it. Yeah, very true. So um, yeah, now that that's out of the way, uh, we get to Adam Page 
taking on God's gift to professional wrestling, QT Marshall. Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me we got the Headbangers and QT Marshall on the same show? I know. I mean, it just can't get any better, can it? I know it's a Christmas miracle is what it is. <laughs> it's just the greatest show of Ring of Honor ever. Um, oh, I shouldn't actually note that backstage before this, Nigel uh, was telling Davey that maybe he shouldn't face Elgin in tonight's main event after his beating at the hands of Team and Fishing um, <laughs> on, the, on the show last week. Um, he then asked Nigel to make a match for Final Battle, a tag team match with uh, the American Wolves taking on Team and Fishing. Nigel says that he can't ask Eddie because he's in Japan and apparently phones don't work over there. I believe there was a quote. I think Stephen was telling me the quote was something like, um, oh, he's in Japan, I can't just phone him up and ask him, or something like that from well, Nigel. They, doesn't everybody involved have a Facebook or Twitter page as well? Exactly. So Eddie is completely inaccessible to confirm this tag team match. That is, Has it been confirmed yet? I don't think it has, has it? Um, it's on our website anyways because it's pretty much guaranteed at this point so anyway moving back to God's gift to professional wrestling um, I believe QT yeah QT Marshall picked up the win and uh, he used the move he calls the God's gift to say running inverted power slam for the win um, so would that be better or worse than Tyler Black's God's last gift God's last gift or God's gift? I mean, they're technically on the same thing. Well, I mean, if this is just God's gift, you think his last gift would be the most important gift to give? Hmm. That's, uh, that's a good point, that is. Um, so then... Nothing Evans... Steve Marshall does is right. Hardy <laughs> <laughs> Evans was also on commentary for this, and afterwards, um, him and Marshall were... Is it Marshall? Marshall? We're celebrating in the ring, but... Prince Nana ran out and hit a diving clothesline <laughs> off the top to Evans. Oh, oh dear. And uh, this is where they then announced that um, Nigel uh, Nigel announced that it will be Prince Nana versus Adi Evans next week, December 16th at Final Battle. And uh, we're going to be doing a full preview of Final Battle then. But I've got to say, I'm really looking forward to that match. I'm seriously looking forward to this match as much as I am the latter war. <laughs> I think this might be one of the most entertaining matches of all time. It, it, it should be. I mean, really, I'm excited for it. It's very rare that I'm actually this sort of excited for a match. And I, I know we we were like sarcastic a lot on the show, but I I am actually truthfully excited for this match. It could be, as Stephen put it in our TV report, it could end up being one of the most entertaining matches ever. And my dream would be that like Nana wears like a mic the entire time. So we can just talk. This does running commentary the entire yeah, match. Just keep stomping him. Huh? Ah, ah. It'd, it'd just be amazing. <laughs> um, we then got to the main event, which is the rematch from the match of the of the year. Some might say, a lot of people say that. Davy Richards versus Michael Elgin, which originally happened at, uh, in April at Showdown the Sun Night 2. And we had the rematch here on free TV. And, uh, well, Stephen put it best here. It's impossible for these two to offer anything other than a really, really good match. That probably sums it up best. You just see those two names on paper. You know it's going to be a fantastic match. So it's free to go and watch this on a Ring of Honor website. Definitely go check it out. This match ruled. Yeah, 
it, simply, it's a good, it's a great match. I wouldn't obviously it can't be as good as the showdown the Soul because It's not live. It's not for the title. It's not the first time or so. But it's still a fantastic. But, match. but for the price of zero dollars and zero cents, it lives up to every every penny of it. Exactly, and we are also. It was announced after this match, after the main event, that next week, Kevin Steen will defend the Ring of Honor World Title against Mike Bennett. I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully, this gives Bennett the chance to shine that he so deserves. Sounds unlikely from the spoiler report, but uh, well, there we go. That that was this week's quick wrap up of the latest TV show. So we have the Headbangers and QT Marshall, but then it's offsetted by Fantastic Main Event. So. I don't know, I mean, in my opinion, a bit risky putting on the Headbangers and Cutie Marshall before that main event. I mean, you've got the risk of casual fans putting on the show and just switching it off before the main event. And but also just... hardcore fans turning on the show and switching it off before the main event. <laughs> because the Headbangers are there. <laughs> Very true. But uh, there we go. That wraps up the show. And we'll now move on to the news, which you can uh, sometimes find during the week at rhworld.com, depending on if any of our writers are available. And John, you are back at your rightful position as the... Oh uh, man, have I missed that introduction music. The news host? I don't know what to call yes, it. I am the news... Yeah, I guess host would be the right word. <laughs> the anchor of Ring of Honor News. And to begin with, uh, we would like to thank everybody who entered into a competition to win one of three intro sets of the ROH card game made by Phil Singer Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have three uh, winners we'd like to announce uh, who all correctly guessed that the package pile driver is the strongest move in Kevin Steen's playing card. The th- there's three winners, two of them from the beautiful, great, amazing state of Florida, who are uh, Michael Hurt and Andre Diaz. And uh, the third winner is from Virginia, also a very fine state, if I may say so myself. Uh, from Virginia is Richmond Bramblett. Let me say that again. Richmond Bramblett. I'm sorry, I messed your name up, but congratulations for the three, and we hope you enjoy your card game. Yeah, hopefully it should be on, on the way soon, and uh, for anyone else who didn't win, thank you to everyone else who did enter, but uh, be sure to head over to Fieldswinger Games to check the card game out, because it does actually sound quite good from the uh, interview that Des did, so I don't know if you listened to that episode, but uh, yeah, it does actually sound quite interesting. And moving on to... Uh... I guess Ring of Honor news instead of just site news. Um, you might as well the... move the last thing to now then, because the last thing is... Oh yes, the last thing is. Thank you. He is my executive producer for this news show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a winner for Name, the team of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. And there's been there's some really good entry, entries. One of my favorites, as honorable mention, was uh, Team Fish and Kicks, which I thought was brilliant. But the winner is from... Don Kit RK99. I apologize if I didn't say that right. You shouldn't have such a hard name to say. <laughs> yeah, there should be some underscores or something. But the winning team name was Team Amphition. Brilliant. I knew. I read it instantly. I thought. I just thought we've won. It was one of the first ones I read out of the several we got, and I instantly, ah, oh, that was the best. Team Amphition. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> One one of these names that we use on the show will catch on. They're like you know we've got BJ Express and now Team Amphition. 
You know, once one of these names make it onto Ring of Honor TV, you know, this, we know we've made it. We have. And while Team Ambition, we're assuming, will appear at Final Battle, but their match hasn't been announced yet. But there have been three matches, more matches announced in the past few days for Final Battle 2012 Doomsday. The first, as we mentioned a few minutes ago, is Prince Nana taking on R.D. Evans. God, I cannot express enough <laughs> how excited I am. I can't wait for that. Match. That should be the, the second main event behind the ladder wall. I mean, that's the only match I'm more excited than this is the ladder wars. I mean, I just, yeah, it's going to be amazing. This is going to be it's going to be incredible. Another match is the New York City Street Fight. I'm not sure what differentiates this from the Barrio Street Fight. Didn't they have like a, uh, oh, what was it? They had, they had some... a 34. 30- Fourth Street Deathmatch at one point. No, no, Charlie Harson, one of the Briscoes, had some sort of deathmatch, like a Texas deathmatch. Texas deathmatch where they held it in Richmond. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> at least this is actually in the same place. Yeah, at least they're in the right city. But can I just remind you, you know, think back to, I think it was maybe March, what happened like the last time Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team were in some sort of hardcore gimmick match. <laughs> you smell that, Albert? The hell that hospital smell? Yeah. KO'd Charlie Oss with it. Get the hell dirty. One, two, three. KO'd Charlie Oss with it. Get the hell dirty. Get the hell dirty. <laughs> Will the ether come back? <laughs> Sorry. That is one of the single greatest sound clips ever created. We have quite but... a few on this show, but go on. Wrestling's greatest tag team, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin, will be taking on the BJ Express of Rhett Titus and BJ Whitmer in the New York City Street Fight. And the third and final match that's been announced in the past few days for Final Battle 2012, Doomsday. We need like a sound effect for that, don't we? Yes, it would be Mike Bennett going one-on-one with the man making his what we assume is his farewell appearance at Ring of Honor and Jerry Lynn. So we've seen Mike Bennett kind of take on these legends before in the past in Lance Storm. And I think it makes sense for him to take on Jerry Lynn. And I think this could be a good match and a nice farewell to somebody who has given, what, 20, 25 years to the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, I don't know. What are they doing with Bennett? I mean, uh, like, you know, he, he looked like he was going to win the TV title. Then he sort of disappeared into Jobber State. And then, he, you know, he had this feud with Lance Storm and he beat him twice, but it did nothing. He disappeared. Now he's yeah, back. I don't I mean, think they have any idea what to do with him. At yeah, this point. there's no consistency. Like, I mean, I'm just worried that this is going to be just another wasted, wasted sort of. I'm assuming he'll win, obviously, against uh, Joe Lim, but. I just don't know what it'll actually do for him in the long run. It's all about Ring of Honor needing to sort of capitalise on this. Because I'm assuming he'll win. He's not going to... Geraldine coming in and beating Bennett would... Would, would be dumb in every way. Yeah. No, you know, nothing against Jerry Lynn, but at the end of his career, it's not going to mean anything when he's not yeah. going to stick around. Exactly. But there's rumours that Mike Bennett not, might not be uh, sticking around either. No, he has had meetings with other wrestling companies, hasn't he? Exactly. I think the Headbangers used to wrestling one of them, but uh, who knows what will happen with Bennett, and we'll find out what will happen with this match at Final Battle, but I still think it would have been better to use someone else to 
get the rub, so to speak, from Jerry Lynn here. I still I, think Kyle O'Reilly would have been a good choice if he's not I, winning the tag match. But true, I think uh, I think Jay Lethal would have been a very good choice as well. Oh yeah, show off that killer instinct. Yeah, against a former champion, trying to explain why he needs another title shot. Mm, yeah, so I, I thought Jay Lethal would have been a fine choice myself. But looking past Final Battle and into the new year, we're looking more specifically into March, when Chicago will have a double header of shows, beginning on March the 2nd with the 11th anniversary event, which will be an iPay-per-view on Ring of Honor's website. The next day, March the 3rd, will be a TV taping for Ring of Honor television. So Chicago is getting two shows back-to-back days in March. So I think that's a good idea. Chicago's always been a you know one of the biggest markets for Ring of Honor. And I think it's a good idea to kind of capitalize on its popularity in that city. Mm. Yeah, I'm guessing the pay-per-view was selling well, so they decided to put on a another show the day after. I mean, it makes sense. Everyone's there. They've already got the cameras there for the pay-per-view, so why not film some TV while they're there, which hopefully will you know, mean they'll have fresh TV content and we won't have to have any more road rages. Exactly. With the with the filming the day after the AI pay-per-view, it should mean they it's can have television well. pretty much ready to go the next week. In theory, but that isn't normally what happens. We'll, get, some, <laughs> we'll get road rage off the pay-per-view first before we see any of that new TV. Um, the news for this week. That is it. But it's another slow week in news. It's not like there's a pay-per-view coming up or anything, but it just feels like, I don't know. Yeah, it just seems like eh. Yeah, more because ma- I suppose with these match announcements that I'm going to assume the majority of us, of you know, Ring of Honor fans and people who listen to this podcast, um, already knew the matches because of the spoilers from when were the spoilers? It was like yeah, November third. Yeah. November th- November third was the taping. So you know, we've known these matches most of us for over a month. So there's nothing surprising about any of this. For us, no, so perhaps, that, perhaps that's why we're not getting excited. I mean, can you imagine that if we, you know, didn't know about Nana versus Adi Evans up until this week, we'd probably be really excited and talking about it a lot more. But um, the fact that we've known about these for so long, I'm just sort well, of like an idea. We need to do uh, next time there's a TV taping. We don't read the spoilers. That way, we can have our actual reactions when we watch the show. That. What do you think about that, fans? Well, I'll let the the fans decide on that one. Should we, as RH cast, not look at the spoilers anymore and just give genuine reactions to announcements? And although the problem is, I need to make match graphics, and someone needs to actually post an article with the spoilers in. There's a flaw in your uh, several. Oh, then how about just me and Stephen don't watch it, and since you're the host, you can just kind of leave it open to our interpretation. Oh, and I'll just like, oh, you're Stephen. stupid for thinking that. You know everything going to happen, you know? So you can just mock us for our uh, observations in the show when you know everything that's going to happen already. It'd be kind of like you can look into the future while me and Steven are living in the present. Yeah, that's... we'll have to do something with this. At least one of us should probably stop reading spoilers. I think I like the sound of this. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But now we're going to move on to the questions and topics that you, our lovely listeners, have, uh, have sent in over the past week. There's too many ways you can that you can do this <laughs> storing a lot here um, <laughs> you can email us contact at rohworld.com you can uh, tweet us at roh underscore world 
We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash ROHworld. And we have a, a wonderful forum, which we should have announced in the news, is over a year old now. Can you believe All it? All right. So ROH World was founded in uh, February 2011, and the forum was, uh, I think it was late November 2011. So yeah, over a year now. We, we created it just after the official one shut down, and we've got, looking at the stats now, 540 members and uh, 32,000 posts. So great success so far. Thank you to all the members that have you know, joined over the past year, and a lot of them... Um, you know, I posted a list of the people who have been here since the, the day the forum opened, and a lot of them are still around, which is good. So, um, yeah, thank you to all of our forum members. It's probably, our, I would say, the most successful thing we've done as a website. Probably the most successful thing I've ever done in my life, to be honest <laughs> with you. So, yeah, thank you to all of those people on the forum. And as always, before I went off on this tangent, you can actually go on this forum. You can register, and you can post questions on there, and we'll read them on the show. So now we'll get to... Uh, all of these topics and questions that you've sent in. Okay, so our first question is on from Twitter. At Honor Reclaims TX says, What is your ideal main event for the 11th anniversary show? <sighs> That's a tough one. Mm, that is a tough one. This is March, isn't it? The March iPay-Per-View. This is in March, yes. I believe it's the first iPay-Per-View after Final Battle, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. I'm looking at the uh, the list now. So, ideal... I think there'll be about, what, 12 weeks of television leading up to this? Well, you say that, but there's going to be a lot of road rage. Yeah, and February's a short month. So, it's probably about, what, six or seven weeks of television? Who well, we'll find out, but... What do you think? What would be your ideal main event if you were booking this thing? Um, I'm sure Kevin Steen will still be the champion. No. No, I'm not sure. Oh, God. I'm going to say, I don't know if this is my ideal main event. Actually, I suppose, thinking of you know who's on the roster, what they could do, it's going to be Jay Lethal versus Kevin Steen. That's what I was thinking, too, but... I wouldn't mind seeing Jay Lethal versus El Generico. Yeah. Or even uh, Davey Richards versus El Generico. No, I don't know. We've seen that a bit. Yeah, or, ooh. Twice. Michael, Michael El- if El Generico wins the title, I'd love to see Michael Elgin get a shot at him again then. Oh, yeah. Some po- good possibilities. I think, you know, good question there from, uh, I've lost, I've closed Twitter now, so I can't remember your name. Honor, but you know who you are. On a reclaim something? On a yeah, Justin, his name is. Um, yeah, good question. Perhaps ask us that in December after Final Ball. In this December, ask us in a couple of weeks after Final Battle, and we'll probably have a better answer because there's a lot of questions at this point regarding Final Battle and who's going to leave as champion. Which is what uh, Macklin is talking about on Facebook. He says Ring of Honor is saying that for winning Survival of the Fittest, Jay Lethal has a title shot on demand, sort of their version of Money in the Bank. With that being said, do you guys think Generico wins the belt for final battle and Lethal comes out and cashes in to become the new Ring of Honor champion? If so, how long do you think it would take to control the riot at the Hammerstein? Um, this if is that actually... happens, the riot will spill well into the night and half of New York City will burn down. I, I've called this for a long, long time now, this theory. this is I said this weeks ago. 
before you know it was announced that Jay Lethal cannot cash in his Survival of the Fittest on Steen, and before Lethal said that he, he was going to fight the world champion at Final Battle, and before they announced he could instantly cash in whenever he wants, it's just all lining up perfectly. All the pieces are there for a Jay Lethal mega heel turn. Uh, I wouldn't mind a Jay Lethal mega heel turn, but not. It's gonna win. El Generico is gonna win the world title at Final Battle, and Jay Lethal will cash it in on him instantly. And then Jay Lethal will become world champion. Will be an ultimate heel because Ring of Honor has no mega heels apart from Charlie Haas, and they can't rely on Charlie Haas as their top heel. They need someone else, and they 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 I think they know that Steen will never be a heel. But would that bring in heel heat on Jay Lethal, or that bring in like I don't want to watch this anymore? Reaction. I don't think it's that awful. I don't think it's that bad. Probably because I, I think that is terrible. <laughs> I would hate that so so much. See it with the money in the bank all the time. You don't mind that, do you? No, I don't like it really. It's it's gonna happen. You know it. It's, it has to, surely. What it makes I, too much I, sense. If, if, if something that happens, what I hope would happen, would be El Generico wins, then Lethal kind of comes out and tags him and says, you know, at the glow of the anniversary show, that belt's mine or something like that, and, he'll, and turns heel on him like that. I just think he's going to, he's already said he's going to fight the world champion at Final Battle. Yeah, fight, doesn't that doesn't mean have a actual match. You just come out and brawl with him. We will find out. Yeah, I hope that does not happen. Hopefully in the pickums, I'm out to put Jay Lethal nine points for, to leave as world champion because <laughs> I'm telling the, you. In the old form, I only won pickums one time because I was the only person to pick Eddie Edwards to win the title, <laughs> and I put all my points on it. And ever since then, I've been living in that past glory. <laughs> That's probably why they shut that board down. Probably like, who's this guy? <laughs> um. So yeah. We will find out a final battle who who is right and how angry John will be, and I would just tell everyone I told you so and warned you about this. Uh, Ken on Facebook says, "Do you think Adam Cole's recent PWX and PWG back-to-back world title wins will influence his status in Ring of Honor as far as a push is concerned?" I don't think so. No, I don't think Ring of Honor really cares what other companies do with the wrestlers they have. Mm. Because, uh, I mean, PWG used El Generico as its one of its top stars for the past year when Ring of Honor didn't, rare, you know, rarely booked them. So I don't think Ring of Honor really cares what PWG does. And plus, PWG is—I don't really watch it, but I read the results from time to time. And PWG was still using Future Shock as a team this year, well after they'd broken up on Ring of Honor television. Mm. So yeah. I, I think you know this might influence his standing in other independent uh, wrestling promotions, mm. but not necessarily in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I think yeah answered it well there. I can't think of uh, anything else to add. So we'll move on to the forum now, and uh, I'm browsing the thread. I'm just trying to actually find the questions because there's some discussion going. On. Here we go. This is from Yimyak. What are your thoughts on the recent announcement of National Pro Wrestling Day? For those of you that don't know, National Pro Wrestling Day is going to be a super show double header of more than 20 indie promotions, including Shikara, Ring of Honor, and Evolve. Uh, amongst others, it is a double header free show to give all indie promotions more exposure. 
and the show will also be free on iPay-Per-View by Smartmark Video. What do you think about that, John? How is that going to work? I don't know. How are they going to make money? How, <laughs> how are they going to have... Is it going to be like an all-day event? Because I saw there's going to be like over 20 promotions there. No, 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 yeah. I mean, 20 promotions over two days. I mean, they could just send one guy from each promotion. You know, so would it be but, like a match, like a a match per promotion. Like I don't understand this. Like I think it's a cool idea, but I I want to wait and see how it plays out before I put any kind of judgment on it because I just don't know how it's going to work. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the date off the top of my head, unfortunately. But if it's free, I'll probably check it out. But as you said, it sounds a bit confusing. I don't know how all this is going to work and. Who knows what Ring of Honor's involvement will actually be. I mean, they've announced they're part of it, but for all we know, they might just send QT Marshall and the headbangers down. <laughs> um, this is from Spanky on You. Um, he says, if you had to choose, would you rather see a QT Marshall title run or a Matt Hardy title run? Would either make you commit suicide? <laughs> um... Which title run would you rather see, John? Uh, would it be a world title or a TV title? He doesn't specify. He just says title run. So let's assume world title. Because, I mean, if you're going to go for a title, might as well go for the world title, right? Mm. Which is something I never understood growing up. Is why anybody would ever want to challenge. Like, when I was watching, like, that wrestling when I was a little kid, why anybody would ever challenge for, like, the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title. I was like, let's go for the world title, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, which title run would you rather see? Probably Matt Hardy. No, there's no probably about it. Definitely Matt Hardy. I think I'm. Uh, I don't know. They're both so awful. I. But but at least QT Marshall would have Hardy Evans with him, and it's possible that Prince Nana might challenge him for the world title and win it. So and I'm saying QT Marshall. And there's a good possibility if Matt Hardy wins the title, he'll bring Re- Rebby Sky along with him. Mm, and that. Uh... And and that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> um, and, and I and I don't want to admit it. And if you tell anybody this, I will find you and I will punch you right in the face. But I have always kind of enjoyed Matt Hardy. What? Yeah. Oh dear. Let's not get onto this right now. I'm not saying I'm proud of it. I'm just saying it happens. Please don't tell me you're happy that he's in Ring of Honor. I honestly don't mind him having the match against Adam Cole. I would not want him to come in and immediately win the world title or anything. But having some undercard or lower card matches, I'm fine with. Let's just move on to the, his other question. He says, uh, do you think they will give O'Reilly a push whenever he goes over Davey? Or will they just drop him like after the Cole matches? I hope they give him a push. But I would not be surprised if they just drop him. But... <laughs> Surely the American Wolves aren't going to lose on their big return, unless they had, you know, at least to a rematch between the two teams. But you know, I can't see Team Am Fishing who've never teamed up before. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, defeat the American Wolves uh, without cheating. I, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to lead. I mean, you'd think it would be an eventual O'Reilly Davy one-on-one match, and. I mean, yeah, we were saying about Mike Bennett earlier, they didn't capitalise on him beating Lance Storm. So, I mean, who knows if they'll capitalise on O'Reilly winning. So, we can only hope, to be honest. Uh, And we now have, some would say it's the main event of ROH cast. We have the uh, Marketh's Troll Questions of the Week. (laughs) 
Brutal Bob Evans wrestled seven Iron Man matches in seven days recently, one against Grizzly Redwood and another against Adam Cole. Word is Adam Cole has been left with another scar on his sweet, delicate mouth. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say how he got it. Should Brutal Bob be given a total shot instead of El Generico? Surely he must have far superior endurance than him and Steen to survive seven Iron Man matches and that he'll be able to exhaust Steen and save Ring of Honor once and for all. I like it. <laughs> did that, No, Brutal Bob didn't beat Adam Cole, did he? I thought he did for a second. I did not even know he wrestled seven Iron Man matches in seven days. Were they 60-minute Iron Man matches? Or I they think like they were, minutes? because I remember reading about this somewhere. But yeah, he genuinely did do this. This is, you know, this is a troll question from Marketh, but a bit about Brutal Bob wrestling seven Iron Man matches in a week. That is really is impressive. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. So good job, Bob. Why not, Bob, you know? I'm sure he could exhaust Steen easily. To be honest, I think me and John could exhaust Steen. Yeah, just... Climb up a flight of stairs. <laughs> Run around the circles a few times and roll him up and win the title. I think we need to have a meeting with El Generico and teach yeah, him. Yeah, just to walk win slightly it. faster than Steam. <laughs> um, we have a question here from uh, Don Kit RK99, the man who came up with Team Amphishin. He says, Any former WWE guys floating around that you think could realistically be bought, brought into Ring of Honor, whether as a contracted worker or for a show or two? And any that you would like to see. John Morrison and Jack Swagger are the two that come to mind. Did he say former WWE or current or former WWE? Uh, he, he says former. Well, Jack Swagger's still in WWE, isn't he? Yeah, I thought he was. I haven't seen him for a while, but former? I mean, yeah, John Morrison coming in for a show or two. I, I don't yeah, well, uh, well, I saw earlier that John Morrison is actually competing... I know of at least one show for Dragon Gate USA, so I'm not sure if he'd be allowed to come into Ring of Honor, but I would love to see John Morrison in Ring of Honor, though. Yeah, I would have no problems with that at all. Um, off the top of my head, I can't really think of everyone who's been released recently. Carlito? Eh, maybe. I'm just naming people, I'm just, I'm just naming people I've, I can think of who's been released. Oh, okay, okay. You're not suggesting uh, people who come in, right. Who has been released lately? That's a, that's a good question in and of its own. Uh, we, we've, we've failed at this question. Let's move on. Uh, let's next week, and we'll be better prepared for it. We really need <laughs> to read these questions before coming on air. We're going to put some <laughs> preparation into this. Um, Ring of Honor recently announced in their newswire that they will be signing new talents as they head into 2013. Who do you think these new talents could or should be? I hope they sign guys like ACH and Adam Page. ACH, yes, would, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see ACH. Tadarius Thomas, is he under contract? I don't remember seeing anything about him being under contract. No, he doesn't appear to be. Oh, he, but he is on the uh, Ring of Honor roster page. So I assume maybe, he would be maybe. Under contract. So is El Generico. Oh, yeah. And so are the Young Bucks. <laughs> are they still there? Yeah, they're still there. Oh, God. Um, for anyone who thinks the Young Bucks are going to re-sign, that is very unlikely from what they were telling us on, on our interview with them. If you, ha- if you didn't listen to that show, that's actually a really good one. If you head back to episode number 60 of RHCast, we, we spoke with the Young Bucks just after they left Ring of Honor, and the Ring of Honor just sort of let their contract expire and didn't even try to re-sign them. So 
and how after how little they were used, I, I very much doubt they're in any rush to re-sign. In fact, I think we asked them the question directly, and they said they'd never re-sign with Ring of Honor. <laughs> but they, would sure they said they'd be happy to work with Ring of Honor again, but never yeah. sign the contract. Yeah, exactly. So they're probably coming as freelance, and you know, a lot of people throw TJ Perkins' name around. I know Ring of Honor have reached out to him about coming back. I don't know if it is to be signed or just for a few one-off shows, and I don't know if he'd even re-sign. It'd be a bit silly, silly, surely, after you know what happened the first time. So yeah, I would also like to see as a tag team. I would like to see the Super Smash Brothers in Ring of Honor again. I don't understand why they were never utilized like they should have been because they are an amazing tag team, mm. and it just seems like they are kind of underused everywhere they've gone for the most part. I mean, I I, I don't really watch PWG, and I, I kind of keep up with like Dragon Gate USA, but Everywhere else I've seen, they aren't used that well. They're so good in the ring. It's just a shame. And uh, they've appeared in Ring of Honor before, even on the HD Net show. Mm. I don't I don't know why they couldn't have been signed to a contract then if they just refused or if they weren't offered one. But I think that was a huge boat that Ring of Honor missed out on in getting the Super Smash Brothers as regular roster members. Uh, his next question, this is DX vs. NWO, he says, uh, what is one wrestler or tag team that you think should have been Ring of Honor World Champion or Tag Team Champions, but never was, slash were? Dark City Fight Club should have been Tag Team Champions. There we go, yeah, World Champion. World Champion, Chris Hero. Chris Hero, yeah. What about Claudio? He could have been a good... Uh... Claudio would have been... Yeah, Claudio would have been a very good world champion, too. Mm. The he problem is Ring of Honor. a better world champion than Chris Hero, to be honest with you. Huh? I think he might have been a better world champion than Chris Hero would have been. Probably. He's doing pretty well for himself these days as a champion elsewhere, but... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so there we go. He says, uh, another question, his final one. What's your favorite wrestling botch or screw-up of all time? A funny botch, obviously, not a serious botch. No, my favorite one's a serious botch. I'm just kidding. Um, oh, God. I mean, I've got so many. The Shockmaster. Shockmaster is my suit. I have a friend who's been a wrestling fan, like, ever since I've known him. Had never heard of the Shockmaster until about two weeks ago. <laughs> he didn't even understand. He didn't even find it funny. What? What is wrong with him? He's like, I just don't get it, man. I don't see what's so funny about it. <laughs> this dude fell on his face and everybody laughed at him on live tv what's uh, not funny about that i mean that that and um booker t we come in for you i can't finish it obviously his his sentence but you know what i'm talking about don't you yeah i, that, I think the Shockmaster is my booker t i mean i suppose they're all promo ones i mean i love the lex luger t-shirt one where he gets really angry with that t-shirt, <laughs> take the off. t-shirt off. yeah and the there's so many Scott Steiner ones, like when he does math and things like that, that I, I love. His math is unbelievably correct, though. I, I don't I don't understand how he can do that in his head like that. Uh, yeah, considering all the words make no sense, but the math worked. It's, it's perfect. Very strange. As far as actual move, oh, the, uh, there's there's this there was this one match. I think it was Christopher Daniels and. Elix Skipper in TNA versus like AJ Styles and D'Lo Brown and then Glenn Gilberti runs in and does a, the most botched stunner I've ever seen and I, I watched this like a couple of days ago and that still makes me laugh. That, that I have is, never seen that. Oh, it's it was in a Botchamania somewhere, I don't know, but it's... Okay, then I, ha- then I have seen that. 
<laughs> it's this incredible stunner. I don't know which Botchamania it's in, but I might have to try and find it. And uh, <laughs> Marketh's follow-up question from that previous post is, what's your favourite serious botch of all time? I like it when Sid Vicious snaps his leg in half. <laughs> what is a serious botch? I don't really... I guess somebody getting really injured or something really wrong happening. Yeah, I mean, I can't... What about when Vince McMahon blew both of his knees out? Oh, his... that. Oh, his quads. When yeah. he blew his quads out of the Royal Rumble and he had to <laughs> sit down in the ring. That was... <laughs> That's one of my favourites as well. Oh, God, I could just watch... <laughs> we could just talk about botches for ages. Um, so, uh, next we have another question from 92 Cannonball. He says, any ideas on post-final battle road rage, or should I actually pay for the iPay-per-view this time instead of watching it on TV for a week later? I think you should pay for it. I think Ring of Honor's done a good job making a nice card, and they deserve your $15. I mean, yeah, and I would say to you, Cannonball, if the card appeals to you, I would buy it. Um, the likelihood is that there will be some road rage because um, the, the current tapings actually that they've filmed, I think, run out next week. The weekend of, of Final Battle is the last week, I believe, these, the, the current set of tapings are shown. And then there's not another set of tapings until January. Am I correct there? I believe so, yes. But January 5th is the next set of tapings, which means there is a one, two, three... About three weeks, yes. Of three nothing. week gap where there is no TV. Plus, it always takes some an additional two weeks to typically get the first episode out. So, in that five to six week gap, you can assume there'll be some final at least road one or two rage. weeks of final battle road rage. Plus, maybe a best of Ring of Honor special in there somewhere. Since yeah, and maybe since, I mean it is like the holiday season, and I doubt many people are going to be watching. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it is up to you. You won't see all of it on Road Rage, but the likelihood is you will see some of it. So, you know, if money's tough or whatever for anyone, perhaps wait. You know, if you don't mind not seeing it live, wait. And then, you know, when we do have a Road Rage confirmed, you can watch it. And if that's enough, then don't buy it. I mean, I don't know, really know what to recommend, to be honest. Yeah, if you want to watch it live, order it if it's not important to you and you don't, you know, have the $15 to spare. Just, Just wait. wait, because they'll probably show it. Not all of it, but they'll show a lot of it. They'll you know? show what you want to see, basically. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. Um, Steenmark23 says, J Will Jay Lethal survive the apocalypse? Of course. He's unbeatable. Yeah, he is unbeatable, Jay Lethal. Whatever the date is, is it December 21st? Everything December goes... 21st, we have 14 days till the end of the world. All right, well... So at least we're getting a final battle in before the world ends. Yeah, and Jay Lethal will be st stood tall as Ring of Honor World Champion. Whatever this apocalypse is, he'll just give it a lethal injection. He'll be fine. Maybe that's going to be what brings on the end of the world. Too many people rioting about Jay Lethal doing that. That's it, isn't it? These these Mayans predicted this. These Years Mayans ago. knew, man. They knew the killer instinct was coming. Um, We have uh, one final question. From someone called Raw World underscore Steve, who says... Sounds like an idiot to me. Yeah. He says, my question to you is simply this. Can you handle the toot? I, 
I don't know how to answer that. I I I I, I don't know if I can, to be can, honest with you. Can you handle the toot? I, I honestly don't think I can. <laughs> the only man that can handle the toot is probably the unbeatable Jay Lethal. Ooh, we need to see a Jay Lethal Charlie Haas match to see what happens. <laughs> no, we need to see uh oh who's the other unbeatable guy that we wanted to see him have a match? I cannot remember. There was someone we wanted to we wanted to put in a match. <laughs> And it would never end or something. Wasn't it like Jay Lethal versus Mike Mondo or something? Was they Oh, yeah. Never end when they're on their unbeatable streaks. Has Jay Lethal lost? You know, ever since we started calling him unbeatable as a joke, I don't think he's genuinely... He's only lost title matches. No, but, I mean, since we even called him that nickname, he's not lost, has he, at all? Yeah, he... No, because he didn't even lose his match against Steen. <laughs> exactly. It's not a joke, yes, people. He is a beautiful Jay Lethal, for God's sake. Oh dear. On that note, I think that's on that realization. We should just wrap up the show. I know, because I'm pretty sure we just blew everybody's mind, so they can't listen right now, anyways. Yeah. So uh, that brings an end to this week's ROH cast. I do hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you to John for joining me. Thank you for having me. And uh, we will see you all next week with uh, the possibility of two episodes. Um, we should have our final battle preview as the show takes place next Sunday, December 16th. So we'll be me, hopefully me, John and Stephen, all three of us will be here for once. We'll uh, do a full preview of the show. We'll discuss all of the matches. Sort of uh, talk like, you know, be uh, giddy and excited about the Prince Nana match. And uh, possibly, I'm not going to confirm anything in case it falls through because I don't like but to... a super talk. secret surprise show is possible for next week. Yep. There we go. I was going to say something completely different, but that will do. So uh, thank you to everyone for listening, and we will see you all maybe twice next week. Thank you.